0: Hello and welcome to Heavenly Manna with Milton Harris. Now, on today's broadcast, we want to pick up and continue as we've been looking at some of the titles and or names of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as we celebrate uh, Christmas and we look at the names and titles of our Lord and Savior. We look in Isaiah 7:14 and we see he says, Therefore the Lord Himself. Shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. And then, of course, in Isaiah 9, verse 6, he said, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father. The Prince of Peace, and then we coincide these scriptures uh, over with the book of Matthew chapter number one. Uh, let me just flip that right quick, and we want to read start verses 18. he says, "Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. And Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thy son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins." Now, all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. And so, uh, it, let's, let's read the next two. Parts. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not until she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. So we see uh, here in Matthew that the prophecy of Isaiah some 700 years prior uh, is coming to pass. And if, if you remember, as we began to look at these names and titles, we looked at the name Emmanuel uh, found there in Isaiah seven fourteen in and Matthew one twenty three which means God with us. And we find in John 1, 14, he said, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. So Emmanuel, God with us. He goes back and fulfills the prophecy he gave to Abraham when he said, uh, God himself shall provide a sacrifice. So it's God with us. Jesus, uh, he said, Isaiah said, For unto us a child is born. Jesus means Jehovah is salvation. We find in Matthew 121, he is called Jesus. Jehovah is salvation. And this name speaks of his humanity. A child is born. Jesus, Jehovah is salvation. Then we see exactly the son of man. Jesus is uh, there uh, called the seed of the woman in all four gospels. First John four two. Hereby know ye that the Spirit of God know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. So one hundred percent man. But then we see the name Christ. He said a son is given. Uh, this Christ means the anointed one. It's the Hebrew word Messiah, the promised one. This speaks of his deity. He's the Son of God in all four gospels. Uh, there, through the Father, he's the, the Son of God. He's the Son of Man. 100% God and 100% man. So we see Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. So we've got Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus, Jehovah's salvation, speaking of His humanity. Christ, there, the Anointed One, the Messiah, the Son of God, uh there, speaking of his deity. Then we talked about these names in Isaiah. Uh, chapter number nine by the way there are five names modern versions try to connect two of them together and try to connect wonderful counselor but here's the problem we have with that if you ever study numerology in the scriptures you'll find that five is the number of grace four is the number of the world let me say jesus christ came to this world and he walked in this world but there was nothing worldly about him in his character and his actions Five is grace. Uh, God shed his grace upon us uh, through his son, Jesus Christ. And so there's five names there and not four. And so we see that this name wonderful means to excite. It means marvelous, uh, causing astonishment. And we saw that he was wonderful in his person and his supernatural birth and uh, his sinless life, sacrificial and supernatural. Uh, s- s- substitutional death, supernatural resurrection. He was wonderful in his preaching. He was wonderful in his power. He's wonderful in his purpose. And so I'm thankful he's still wonderful in his person. He's still wonderful in his preaching. He's still wonderful in his power, and he's still wonderful in his purpose. Then we begin to talk about that word counselor. And his counsel, let me say, is superior. It outdoes all the modern-day uh, thinkers and all, Jesus' counsel is superior to that of man. His counsel is sufficient. His counsel is sufficient for salvation. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I, I'm glad that Romans tells us that if we'll confess our with our mouth the Lord Jesus Christ, and believe in our heart God's raising from the dead, thou shalt be saved, for with the heart men believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And I'm glad that he went on to say in verse thirteen, that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. His counsel is sufficient for salvation. I'm glad to be a whosoever. His counsel's good. Hey, listen, it's sufficient for sin. First John one nine. Uh, listen, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then I'm, hey, I'm thankful that he's sufficient in his counsel for service. As you go back in Matthew 28, I'm running out of time, but you go back, you see the great uh, commission, how we're to go out and uh, we're to teach and make disciples and baptize them once they're saved in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. We find that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. And Matthew said, and, and he saith to him, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. His counsel folks, is superior. His counsel is sufficient for every need that we have in this life. Then the third name we saw there is the mighty God. Uh, mighty means all-powerful. Let me say, the Lord Jesus Christ is omnipotent. He has all power. We find uh, He's mighty in His creative power. We found there in Colossians uh, 1.16, and I'm just going to flip over there right quick, and I'm going to try to read these few verses to you out of Colossians 1.16. And the Word of God says, excuse me, just a second. There we go. He said, for by him were all things created that are in heaven and are that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers or things. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things, and by him all things consist. So uh, we find that uh, he has creative power, the Lord Jesus Christ. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And that word God in the Hebrew is Elohim. The word Elohim is in the plural form. As we said many times, the Hebrew, there has a singular one, a dual two, and plural means three or more. So Elohim in the plural, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit was involved in creation. But he's mighty in his creative power. Let me say not only that, but he's mighty in his uh, redemptive power. Uh, You know, uh, he's able, Sephaniah said he is able to save. And aren't you glad that he is able to save? Let me just see uh, here for just a second. Uh, I thought about over there where in Hebrews, he said he's able to save to the othermost. And aren't you glad that we have such a God, that he is able to save us, to the uttermost. In other words, folks, we don't have to worry about putting our trust and faith in him. Uh, he saves us to the uttermost. Uh, and the uttermost never ends. It's out there somewhere and just continues to hang out there. And I'm glad that our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is able to save us to the uttermost. Seth, Seth and I made this comment. Uh, In chapter 3, verse 17, he said, The Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. And so I'm glad that he has uh, that redemptive power. He has uh, mighty in his power and distinctive power. He's mighty in that distinctive power. There in Matthew 28, Verse 18, I'm going to flip over there right quick. And I want to read this verse in your hearing. He says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. So he has the distinctive power. All power has been given to him. So he is the mighty God. He is wonderful. He, hey, he is counselor. He is the mighty God. But then let's move on right quick. Let's look at the Everlasting Father. Isaiah 9 said, uh, not only the mighty God, but the Everlasting Father. This speaks of the eternal existence of Christ. Christ has always been and will always be with us. Uh, And John uh, chapter number 1, to me, really brings this out about as well uh is New Testament scripture when he says in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God the same was in the beginning with God all these things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made so in the beginning uh, was the word and the word was with God and the word was God so before time began Christ was already in existence with God. So we see uh, here the eternal existence of Christ. He always has been and he always will be. Aren't you glad of that? And he planned uh, for our salvation in eternity past. Before the world, before the foundation of the world, God already had a plan, and that was for Jesus to come and pay a price. A Hey, a debt that we could not pay on the cross of Calvary. Aren't you glad he was willing to come? Aren't you glad that he was willing to go to the cross, be our sacrifice, be our substitute, and pay a sin debt that we could not pay, that we could be redeemed. We could be reconciled, <coughs> excuse me, to the Father and have eternal life. So we see uh, that... He planned for our salvation in eternity past, and he he provided for our salvation there on the cross of Calvary. But the expression of Christ, listen, the everlasting Father, he is the head. We find there in Ephesians chapter number 5 that Jesus Christ is the head of the church. What did he say there in verse uh, 23? For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. And he is the Savior of the body. We find that Jesus Christ, the expression of him, is, is the head of the church. He's the one that rules and runs the church. If he doesn't rule and run your local church, then you're in trouble. Jesus Christ there, he's the everlasting Father. Uh, he is to be the head of all. We find that uh, Jesus Christ also, not only is he the head but we find that he is, is the helper. He's the one that can help us when we are in trouble. We can cast, according to Peter, First Peter 5, so we can cast all our care upon him, for he careth for us. Oh, me, the everlasting Father, aren't you thankful for him? Well, I'm out of time, dear listener. Uh, thank you for tuning in. May the Lord bless, and may you all have a very Merry Christmas.